What does it look like to love your spouse well? What does it take? What does it look like for them to love you well? What does love even have to do with it? Have to do with it? Have to do with it? See what I did there? (laughs) What's love got to do? So buckle in, sit back, and hold on tight because the Legendary Marriage Podcast begins now. If you're feeling more like roommates than soulmates, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast. Every couple wants to have a great marriage, but the trials and challenges of life pull us in different directions. So we talk with amazing couples who share their stories and incredible experts who share their wisdom about building a life together. And at the end of every show, we give you a conversation starter so you and your spouse can build more intimacy and connection in your marriage by having conversations that matter. Hello, welcome once again to the family. Welcome to the show. This is Danielle and Justin, and whether you've been with us forever, or maybe this is your first time, we're so glad you're joining us. Yeah, this is episode 87, and we are talking about loving your spouse. And by the way, honey, I feel like if you loved me well, you would cut out that tone-deaf version of me singing in the beginning of show. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll edit it out in, in post. Don't worry. Okay, um, I feel like my um, days in the show choir are way far behind me and uh, my my uh, jazz hands that, and that's my... That's a good thing, right? It's a little rusty, so uh, please, I'm depending on you to, do, to keep your word here. Um, yeah, so this week we're talking about loving your spouse and... We're in our series talking about the three keys to building a legendary marriage. Last week, we talked about knowing yourself and how that is just so key to being able to not only bring your best uh, to your marriage and to your life, but also it's a key in how you love each other well. I know, because if I know you well and I know me well, um, I know... I'm going to try to think of the best way to say this. I know the best way to call you forth in our marriage so that we are simpatico. Yes. We are like two puzzle pieces that fit together in... I'm not trying to make this like a naughty joke, but I'm just saying (laughs) that like if you bring... I'm into naughty puzzles. That, ooh, I wonder if there's. I wonder it's if you can thing. get naughty puzzles. That's interesting. AdamandEve.com. I'm sure they've got something. I wasn't going to plug any specific website there, but <laughs> nice to know you've been doing the research. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, if I call you forth in your strength, and you call me forth in mine, um, our strengths are not all the same. Yeah. So we're like a. So piece. so here here's the question: What does love mean to you? And I'm not allowed to break out in song again? No, please. <laughs> please don't. Um, I think one of the key things is just thinking the best of each other. I know when I am not in a very loving space, I'm not loving you well, I think that you're just trying to annoy me or piss me off. Sometimes I am. Stop! Stop doing that! <laughs> Oh, geez. No, but I'm... Yeah, you do like to push buttons, but thinking the best of each other. Yes. And giving them the benefit of the doubt and being curious as to what's going on. I think that feels really good to me. So it's what you think of each other. 
Yeah. It's how and what you think of each other. Yeah. It, it's also about what and how you speak to and about each other. This so, is this is a it's a it's one of those things that I get on a soapbox about, but how you speak about your spouse will determine whether I have any relationship with you or not to a random person. Cuz the guy oh, the guy oh, or the girl who speaks ill about their their husband or wife, mm-hmm. I, I I got no use for him. Like it, it's one of those oh, things that okay. shuts me down okay. right away. So you're saying if I go out to happy hour with the girls and there's somebody who's like a husband basher. Yeah. They are not a friend. I don't like that. It's it's. I don't like anything that tries to diminish anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I think it's really important. It's a it's a key indicator too, mm-hmm. because if you're not speaking well of your spouse, I'm gonna bet you cash money that your relationship is not in a super healthy place. Well, sure, but I'm like I'm wondering where do you draw the line between I need help. We draw and- the line here. No, we will fight the Borg back. Wait, sorry, that was a Star Trek line. Anyway, go on. I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. Um, where do you draw the line between I need help and wise counsel, and so I'm talking to my friend about it? And I, I, I think it's, I, I know where you're going. I, I think it's easy. It's, hey, friend, I'm going through something right now, and I need some wise counsel. Can you listen and give me some honest uh, feedback. Mm. Yes. Great. Here's what's going on. Instead of like, as opposed to, oh yeah, well, my wife, she's the worst, blah, 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 blah. Or man, my husband, he does this over and over again. It's, you know, when you're gossiping or speaking ill of somebody, Mm -hmm. as opposed to when you are seeking wise counsel, you know, and, what? I, and I think that's important to do, by the way. Which also reminds me of, you said if you're like in a social setting and somebody's bashing their spouse, you're mm-hmm. not about being their friend. Um, how you treat each other in public, too, I think says a lot, too. Yes. Like, if I'm always saying things that are emasculating you, or you're saying like, oh, she's the old ball and chain, or... You know, yeah, how you're speaking, like that. but also how you treat each other. Yeah, absolutely. And and it, it says so much. And a lot of times, you know, sometimes it's not so obvious, but when it's like overly obvious that there's not a great treatment of each other, it just feels mm-hmm. very awkward. And you're like, yeah. is anybody else seeing this? Like, I, and, and so, should we so, be here? So here, here's an example. We were stopping at a rest stop the other day. Mm. on our road trip and Danielle just like bulldogs ahead of me and starts to reach and open the door to go in. And so I grabbed, I had to go to the bathroom. I grabbed your purse strap and yanked you back so that I could open the door for you. I don't think that's what qualifies as loving treatment. I think it is. What? I still, I I still want to open the door for you. By choking me with my purse strap? It took an extra .08 seconds to let me open the if door If you would have you. loved me well, you would have been fast enough to keep up with my um, diminishing bladder capacity. I was dragging two kids. <laughs> Is this supposed to be a good example of how you treat each other? <laughs> I don't know if it's good or bad, honestly. 
Um, so here's the deal. We're talking about this idea of loving your spouse. Uh, so we've mentioned this before, but we surveyed over 100,000 men and women and asked them, what do they want more of in their relationship or in their marriage? Mm-hmm. And without exception, their answers boiled down to boiled down. one thing. Mm-hmm. We want more intimacy and connection. And that's what loving your spouse is about. It's about the idea of intimacy, about seeing into each other, about about sharing vulnerably. Uh, it, it's about knowing each other. Deeply. Having a good sex life. I mean, I'm, I'm going to put that in there, too, sure. because there was a lot of answers that were based on your sex life. And, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like that's part of the intimacy and connection thing. And it was, and by the way, the the comments that were around intimacy and connection related to sex were split even between men, male respondents, and female respondents. Yeah, yeah. They were they were really across the board. And what I was thinking also was the connection piece was about, you know, talking about things that matter, mm-hmm. you know, spending quality time together, things like that. So there's a lot of ways that we're talking about intimacy yeah. and connection here. Like having the real conversations... I think that's really key because a lot of times when we get stuck in kind of the roommate zone or like boredom, same junk every single day, it's like bills, chores, kids, blah, blah, blah. Um, And we're not talking about dreams and, you know. So you're jumping the gun because the answer to the question, how do we build more intimacy and connection? Because that's really, people want more intimacy and connection. Yeah. And there's there's really three things we're going to talk about today about how you get that. And the first is, uh, it, and all three of them are about investing in these three ways consistently. Like every day, every week, every month, every year. Mm-hmm. Consistently investing like you would saving for retirement. Well, you know what so the consistent the first thing, one, well, hang on a second. The consistent thing is really key because I feel like in the beginning a lot of people are really consistent with these having conversations that matter because you're just getting to know each other. You know, everything is exciting and new and you can't wait till the next time. And you're like, we're on the phone together. You hang up. No, you hang up. You hang up. No, you hang up. But after a while, you feel like you've heard all the stories. We never did that. That's because we're not that cute. Yeah, we're not that cute. We're not that precious. Yeah. I wish we were more precious sometimes. Sometimes I do too. And then I wake up and go, no, I don't. (laughs) Um, All right. So investing in three things consistently. The first thing that we're going to talk about is having conversations that matter. That's what this whole podcast is about. Every episode, we're trying to give you topics and, and issues to go back and have a conversation that matters. So we're trying to talk about things that are important to couples mm-hmm. so that you have a place to start, to have a, an intimate conversation about something other than unloading the dishwasher, throwing loads of laundry in, who's taking the kids to what event, uh, and paying the bills. Well, and we have some of our favorites uh, oh, about yes. way to talk about things that matter. The check-in, the sachet check-in. You may have, if you've been around the uh, legendary marriage family for a while, you may have heard us talk about the sachet check-in. And we will actually include a link in the show notes to our episode about the sachet check-in. 
But here's the lowdown. Here's the 411. Sachet, S-A-S-H-E-T, stands for sad, angry, scared, happy, excited, and tender. These are the six root emotions that everything is, can be boiled into. Um, so you might say, oh, I'm not angry, I'm frustrated. Well, anger is the root of frustrated. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the same kind of thing. So you look at these six buckets and check in with each other. Each person gets two minutes or five minutes or ten minutes or however long, much time you want to give. One person checks in. Hey, Danielle, I'm feeling sad about blah, 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 angry about yada, 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 scared about this, this, and this. Okay, yeah. And so on and so forth. While I'm checking in, Danielle keeps her mouth shut. That's it. You just sit and listen. Mm -hmm. When the timer goes off, trade rules. It's stupid simple, but it's incredibly powerful. And if you aren't doing this, I want to challenge you right now to do it every day for a week and see what happens. And then we've got weekly family meetings, which a little bit of it can be just the business of life, like, you know, budgets and, you know, chores and that kind of thing. But really, you also want to be about something in this time. You Mm want to be laser focused on. So Justin and I are all about building a community, a transformational community. And so sometimes we have decisions that we need to make. Mm -hmm. Like, should we do this? Well, does this really fit with what we're going after, what we're about? Um, And so we kind of have those kind of conversations in that weekly meeting time. So having a a family legacy statement, a a vision of where you're going, and we're going to talk about this next week, but having that vision serves as a a direction for those weekly meetings so that you can start making the day-to-day chores and routine busyness of life work for you. So you can find ways to be efficient with that stuff so that you can be focused on a hustle, focused on a long-term legacy and be building more intimacy and connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we also like to... This is one of our favorites. Walk and talk. Yep. We'll go down on the, the hiking trail uh, uh, by our house and just give the girls the iPad in the stroller. Or if we get out of by ourselves, we just talk. We check in and it's shoulder to shoulder and we're looking in front together and we're... We're getting a little bit of exercise in. See, I think the important thing about the walking is, A, it gets you out of your regular Mm day-to-day. Like, we're staring at the same four walls or 28 walls. Well, and there's physically being sitting still and talking about being being stuck. Mm. (laughs) So, like, changing your your geography, getting up and moving, especially when we're trying to wrestle through an issue, a conflict point or something that we're trying to get aligned about together... Hiking or walking is a great way of And doing I think that. the nature thing is key for us too because when we're around beauty, that inspires more um, yes. fruitful conversation. I would Absolutely. say. I would say. The last idea I want to share is is what we've been doing this vacation, windshield time. We choose to drive about five thousand miles pretty much every summer <laughs> over the course of a of a few weeks. Because we value that windshield time sitting together. The kids are asleep or watching a show or playing a game and we get to just connect and talk about hopes and dreams and talk about things that are waiting for us when we get home and talk about 
the kids and talk about whatever else it is. But it gives us a time when the noise of the road drowns your brain out just enough that you can't be thinking too much about the random chores that need to be done at home or the projects at work that are waiting for you. Mm -hmm. Like your brain, my brain just doesn't, doesn't with the road noise, it just doesn't, I can't think that much, but I can be present right here, right now with you. And I think that's such a, an underutilized time for people. We jam out to music, we, we zone out, whatever. And it's fantastic time to have conversations that matter. Well, and to listen to the legendary marriage podcast and talk about it. On repeat. Over and over and over and over. No, we've got a lot of episodes. No, I was about to say, we do have a lot of other podcasts that we enjoy listening to also. Yes. Um, but I do notice a theme about the kids watching an iPad while we do something. <laughs> and you know what? I am I am unrepentant about screen time. If I'm going to be totally honest, do I feel bad sometimes about how much we let the kids watch screens? Yeah. And then I'm over it. Mm-hmm. because they're watching stuff that's good and I can justify and rationalize all that, whatever. Because and then when you're present we're investing with them, in us. You're present with us. And when we're present, we're present, yeah. So the second point we want to talk about in, in this idea of loving each other well is growing together. Mm. Um, this is, this is, it starts with the knowing yourself. If you know where you're at, where your strengths and weaknesses are, where your blind spots are, you can be focused on growing, not changing, but growing. You know what I want to say about this? I, I, just as a, just as a opening thought, is that a lot of times in marriage we talk about making compromises, mm. and for us that's kind of a dirty word. Like we're not a big fan of it. It's um, a four-letter word in the Williams household. When you are growing together and you're aimed in the same direction, and like we said, we'll talk about this a little bit more next week. When you're aimed in the same direction, it's more about getting aligned on what you're doing instead of you get this decision, I get the next decision. Because the problem there is you build resentment towards Mm -hmm. each other unless you're a perfectly wonderful, precious family, which we are not. No. (laughs) So... In this idea of growing together, there's really three places. We look at the at the emotional, the physical, and the spiritual. And so we've talked before about the relational needs. When you know yourself, you know what your relational needs are so that you can ask for what you need from your spouse. And here's the catch, from other people. You can have other relationships And we've said it before, but expecting your spouse to meet all of your relational needs is pure madness. Mm -hmm. And we will include in the show notes a link to our episode uh, where we talk exclusively about relational needs. So if you're wondering, what are they even talking about? Um, It just speaks to how your spouse is having different needs sometimes at different times. Maybe it's security, maybe it's respect and some other things like that. So we'll include the link there. Yeah. So then the second piece is the spiritual growth together. And that's can be as simple as praying together, whatever your, your specific faith or belief system is prayer, meditation, reflection together. It is 
it, statistically, it cuts the divorce rate to like one in 10,000 or something mm-hmm. ridiculous like that. Couples who pray together daily, the divorce rate amongst couples who pray together daily is about one in 10,000 as opposed to one out of two. So there's something there. What it is, I can't tell you exactly, but it's a powerful way of building spiritual intimacy. Justin, of, I know of, the answer. What's the answer? It's Jesus. Mm, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. If I anything from Sunday school class, that's the right answer. Yes. Jesus. And then the third piece within growing together is really talking about um, f- physical intimacy. Do we just have to talk about it? Can't we just do it? Do it. Talk about it. <laughs> talk about it in the conversations that matter. Do it in the in the growing together and and keep doing it. Here's the thing. If you're not having some kind of sexual relationship together in your marriage, I can again bet you cash money your relationship is not in a healthy place. And it's not about quantity or quality. It's not about any um, quota that I'm going to tell you to hit. It's just, it. <laughs> it's just about. There's a rhythm there. Figure Ooh, out what your rhythm, rhythm is. Method. L- listen back to the episode we did, and we'll put it again in the show notes. We did an episode about understanding your erotic blueprints. This gives you a place to talk about it, have conversations that matter. Try and experiment together, do things together, uh, growing together by understanding each other and yourselves. So these are just a few things. This, this is about, really, it's, it's romance and companionship. This is the being part of the relationship, of just being able to be with each other. It's not about going and sharing activities and doing things. We're going to talk about that in a second. Growing together and and loving each other is about being with each other. It's about just being there. Romance and companionship, serving each other, exalting and encouraging each other. That's how you love each other well. And you do like to do things together. You know what? Um, I know we are in a bad place when I don't look forward to being around you. Like when I'm like, oh, well, you know, you know, we can we can be with each other, but I wasn't looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, whoa, what is going on here? Yeah. Um, but yeah, looking forward to being with each other and doing things together. You're my person, honey. You're my person. Like from Grey's Anatomy. Remember that? Yes, I do. <laughs> Like hobbies, like, oh, hey, let's go golfing together. Let's scrapbook together. You want to scrapbook together, honey? Should we start that? I, I, I could, I honestly, I could get, I could get into that in some way. I'm not sure how, but I know. Let's pass. But we're just on talking, it. the third part that we're, point that we're making today is doing things together, having shared activities and interests like golfing or scrapbooking. Cooking, riding motorcycles, yes, sailing, and I feel like hiking, this... camping, <laughs> hunting. It's a lot of outdoorsy things. Hey, I'm there. waiting for you to throw some ideas in the mix here. Well, I like all that stuff, and you know, okay, I like all well, that stuff. there we go. Well, and the thing is, too, I feel like when you're dating, you do a lot more of those type of mm-hmm. things because you're like kind of getting to know each other. 
and you want to do the most fun things and you yeah. want to plan something really cool. And then once you get married, it's like, well, we're working, we're paying the bills. And you know, I and think and it's like we don't have time for golfing or I whatever. think part of it part of what happens in a lot of couples that we talk with is they stop doing things together. Mm. Granted, no matter how much I want Danielle to like going to see Marvel superhero movies with me. Okay, that really hurt my ear. <laughs> and it blew out the mic. Uh, as much as I want her to like that, she doesn't. So I've stopped trying to engage that. But but the more of those places that we just give up on or let go of or quit trying in, the fewer things we share together. And that's the part of it that makes me not nervous, but like that I mourn that. Well, I want to play. We have so many things that we do yeah. together. So I want to. I want to play devil's advocate on that too, because it's like I want you to have male friendships. Absolutely, and me to have and, and female. Let's talk about that later. Let's talk about that later. Let's stay focused here. <laughs> stay focused, people. Focus, focus, focus. So having hobbies and interests together, doing date night, and this in. Again, survey says couples that do date nights every week are a thousand times more likely to last till death do you part than couples who don't. And yet this is something that we struggle with every week Mm -hmm. because it can come out to be, you know, a hundred dollar event. Go out to dinner and a movie or go to do do some event or a concert or something like that and have a babysitter. So we have to find alternatives. And so you got to get creative and find alternatives. So sometimes we'll just do game night. We sit on the front porch and play play a board game or something. Sometimes we, we've tried the the date in a box, like subscription right, thing. Right. Um, you can trade date nights with a neighbor where they watch your kids one night, you watch their kids another night. But find a way to make a date night a regular rhythm, a regular routine thing where you're going out, and I'm going to say, I, I don't think dinner and a movie is a great date night. Well, sometimes it is. Uh, I'm going to say a date is about doing something together while you're being together. So it's, 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 it's cumulative around these know yourself and everything. Mm-hmm. So it, it's got to be an opportunity to interact, to have some fun together. If movies are the thing, great. But I don't want to say, hey, dinner and a movie is, is the perfect date night every time because... Oh, yeah, not every time. I think it's an easy thing to do, and we aren't actually connecting. I would actually like to go to dinner and a movie because we haven't done it in a really long be- time. <laughs> sure. Be- and because all of these things that we're talking about are about building intimacy and connection. Remember, that's the number one thing that men and women alike say they want more of in their marriage. And so that's that's got to be the the barometer, the, the metric we're looking for. Oh, is so this saying, date night okay. going to help us build more intimacy and connection, or is it going to just be something random fun that we did that didn't actually serve what we're trying to do together? Right. Right. Okay. I guess Sometimes that. not having a, a, a point is fine. Uh, another one. Oh, I love this. Um, they aren't married yet, but or whatever. But uh, your cousin Chris and his girlfriend Bree, they cook together. Mm-hmm. They share an interest in cooking. So having shared interests, whatever they are, where you're doing things together, it's so important. And now the 
legendary marriage bonus round. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this entire episode, we've been talking about doing things together, being together, and loving each other well. And there's a bonus thing that we wanted to mention, and it's this. Self-care. You have got to find out what the things are that you need to take care of yourself so that you can show up to your spouse as your best self. And here's the key. You have space and time apart. The old phrase, absence make the heart grow fonder. And it's not about manipulating or, or you know, I'll show him or anything like that. It's about taking time for yourself. Right. What we want to create is a healthy, legendary marriage, not a codependent one. So finding time to go out with the girls, go out with the guys, go out by yourself. Do the things that you need to take care of yourself, to fill yourself up, and don't put it all on your spouse. All right, so each week we have a conversation starter so that the two of you can talk about this episode together. So here's the question for this week. How do we love each other well? How do I love you well? How do I love you well? (laughs) That's right. It's a simple question. Just ask each other, sit back, listen, take notes if you need to, but have a conversation that matters about this. All right, so next next week... We're going to be talking about living on purpose, having a vision, a mission, a legacy that you're building together and how important that is, not only for a legacy, but for the purpose of helping you build more intimacy and connection and having a more fulfilling, more rewarding relationship. As always, we are talking about all the hot topics from the podcast and so much more in our free community on Facebook. So come join the conversation at legendarymarriage.com slash community. You can find this episode and the show notes at legendarymarriage.com slash 087. And we want to have more couples have the conversations that matter. So if you love the show, then please let us know. Jump over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review the show so we know how we're doing and other couples can find us. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. This is Danielle and Justin reminding you, don't settle for an ordinary marriage. Make yours legendary. Legendary.